Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. How could you possibly be in funk after listening to that song? That's Kelly's Lot from The Light That's Drive. We'll listen to that a little bit later on in the show. Standing by to kick off the show is Kristen Higgins. Good morning, Kristen. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. Congrats on your book that just came Thank out. Thank you. Good luck with Thank that. You. <laughs> How'd you come up with that title? Well, that's a great question. Um, good luck with that refers to the task that uh, Marley and Georgia, the narrators of the book, are taking on. So these are two women who have been friends ever since they met at weight loss camp as teenagers. And they had a third friend at camp, uh, Emerson, who um, who dies at the opening of the book, mm-hmm. very tragically. And uh, she leaves them a list of the things that they had wanted to do as teenagers when they lost all that weight. So the book is kind of about, it's not about weight loss, but it's about taking on all the messages that society gives us all the negative self-talk that we give ourselves, Mm -hmm. and overcoming that to really appreciate ourselves and value ourselves exactly the way we are right now. So the idea that they can do this, you know, that's a huge task. So good luck with that, ladies. You know, and, (laughs) and yet they do. They manage to do it. So it's a book about food and friendship and family and, um, and really getting to the point where we define ourselves for the wonderful qualities that we have and not how we look. I love how it's described as the laugh-out-loud, ugly cry book of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's, yeah, I love that, too. That's so um, funny. All my books have an element of humor and pathos in them, and good luck with that. Really brings it home, I think. Um, the friendship between Georgia and Marley is so strong and so loving, and, um, you know, they, they, in taking on these, these list items that they made when they were 17 years old, you know, some of them are really dumb, like, you know, tuck in a shirt. You think, like, is that really a life accomplishment? Right. But what it challenges is, but do I have the confidence to dress however I want without thinking, like, everyone's going to be looking at me and saying I don't, I can't pull this look off, you know. Exactly. Um, so the the two friends um, get into some some really funny situations, but the love that they have for each other and um, and and their late friend Emerson is very genuine and beautiful. And one of the things that I delve into in this book is how we judge people of size. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emerson is what's medically and horribly termed super morbidly obese. And I think that, you know, as a nation, we look at people who weigh 500, 600, 700 pounds, and we think, why did you do that to yourself? And why don't you just stop That's cool. eating so much? Yeah. And we judge them for, for being lazy or ignorant, and we don't really acknowledge food addiction with the same compassion that we acknowledge opioid addiction or alcoholism or even cigarette addiction, you know, where there's programs and sympathy. And um, yes. and Emerson is a true food addict, and she does, not, she does not win the battle, unfortunately. 
If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kristen Higgins, and her book just came out. Good luck with that. She's a New York Times bestselling author. How uh, much of your own backstory, if any, did you put into this story? Well, you know, there's a lot in there. Like, I think every American woman, I have struggled with my size. I've judged myself very harshly. I've done pretty much every bad eating habit that I describe in the book, Mm -hmm. from, you know, binging to purging, um, you know, eating five cherry tomatoes a day in a desperate attempt to lose weight because I thought I I had to, um, sacrificing health for looks. Yes. um, And also the overeating that Emerson did, um, you know, that's taken from, from my own life, some of those scenes. I think one of the reasons I was able to write her with compassion and love is because um, although I have not been her size, I have been a victim of, of you know, overeating, compulsive overeating, and and um, the lure, the allure that food has, that right. sort of yes. um, devil on your shoulder saying, go ahead, you may as well finish that, that second pizza, you know. Yeah, right. So, Kristen, let me just uh, share a couple things. My name of my, sh- my show is Get the Funk Out. Yes. And I actually grew up in Connecticut and New York. I see you you live in Connecticut now. I was uh, mm-hmm. living in Stanford. And uh, I also have a backstory of, you know, diet pills and, you know, yeah. being so obsessed and measuring my body parts to see, you know, are they thin enough this week? And, it, you know, it's if you haven't been to that, it's it's a really painful, exhausting experience. It is. It is exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. I feel like this book has been very cathartic for you. It's been cathartic for me, for sure, Um, and for my readers. I mean, every day I get letters saying, I am so grateful that you wrote this book. Thank you for giving us a voice because, you know, it's like the secret shame of womanhood is that we still care too much about how we look, about looking like an uh, an impossible ideal. Right. Um, you know, we still, I'm 53, and I'm still thinking like, oh, you know, I, can I really carry off this look, or I should lose weight, or, Ugh. you know, and, and writing the book really let me exercise those demons and and really spend time with the idea of what we say and, and believe is true. It's who you are and what you do that matter in life. It's not your pants size. Exactly. And yet we're bombarded with these, with these messages. You know, every time we leave the house, every time we turn on the TV or go to the movies, you know, we see really beautiful people. We see uh, magazine covers that, you know, tell you on one hand you can lose 20 pounds in a week, and mm-hmm. on the other you should be baking this fabulous chocolate cake, you know. Exactly, because that'll make you really happy. <laughs> mm, right. Temporarily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we tend to do both. Like, well, let's yeah. eat the cake, and now, quick, I have to lose 20 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, this has really struck a chord with me also, because I remember going to college and meeting some girl who ate, like, one cookie at 10 o'clock at night, and she decided to run three miles. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think, um, you know, eating disorders are uh, a really ubiquitous fact of life that most most women have eaten poorly at some point in their life, um, whether it's on the Emerson end of the spectrum where she is a compulsive overeater and true food addict. And, you know, like any addiction, it is not pretty to see. 
And then there's a character in the book who um, who is losing weight for all the wrong reasons. Um, there's an anorexic in the book, George's mother, um, who only sees her value as coming from being a certain size and being, you know, beautiful. Um, so there's, I think there's all those kind of messages. And it was a hard subject to tackle, for sure. It's very emotional. Oh, yes. We all bring our own baggage to this issue. But um, I'm so glad that it's gotten the reception that it has, um, you know, that, that this is a book that, that needed to be written and a message that we need to talk about. Now, let's talk about your uh, other accomplishments. You have quite a list. Uh, you're a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of nearly 20 novels. Yeah, my 19th comes out next year. How how long have you been a writer? I mean, was it since you were little? What's your no, answer? it's funny. I um, I wanted to be a doctor most of oh. my uh, childhood and into my young adulthood and then realized I did not have the kind of brain for that. I started writing fiction when I was 36. So um, I just decided to see if I could do it. I had always told myself stories in my head. I had always told my children stories um, in on long car rides. And I thought, I wonder if I could write a book, and a book that would sell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to write a romantic comedy, and uh, it did sell, and I've been um, under contract ever since. Fantastic. So it worked out a lot better than I thought. You know, it was kind of a whim, and and I thought, like, well, if I can't, write a book, then I can always go back to bartending. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I my other life skill. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one to pursue becoming a doctor, bartending. You went right there. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is bartending. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's great fodder for writing. I bartended in Syracuse. I didn't know what I was doing. And I remember the old guys ordering uh, PBR beers for 10 cents uh-huh. on a Sunday, and I thought, I'm making no money this summer. Right. This is so pathetic. <laughs> And they watched, like, the Three Stooges, and they were trashed by 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is great fodder. Great, isn't it? I know. Life can be great fodder instead of, you know, looking at it as stressful. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's one of the things um, that I loved writing about uh, in Good Luck With That was that everyone has a story, and everyone deserves a story. And writing a character like Emerson, who does die from complications related to obesity, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy, um, and yet she had a story worth hearing. You know, she yes. she shouldn't be invisible, and I think we tend to do that to people of size. You know, we tend to kind of erase them, and that's starting to change. Definitely, I think like with actors like Chrissy Metz and her character on This Is Us, yes, and um, Melissa great. McCarthy yeah. being a great role model. Um, Lindy West, you know, there we're starting to change the conversation, and um, and kind of let these women have their place um, because I, th- I do think it's a, a feminist issue. Right. Uh, although men are also affected, and sure. I I deal with uh, that a little bit in the book too, in the character of Mason, the fourteen year old nephew of Georgia, who also has body image and self esteem issues. I feel like you really address a lot of different audiences reading this, you know, who are reading this book. Which is yeah, great. I tried yeah. to. I mean, I think that uh, there's a romance element in the book. Um, there's definitely a um, human story for these three women. Um, 
it's, I think, a book that that every woman should read and talk about because it's just a topic that infuses our lives and we tend to gloss over it and kind of hide from it, feel a sense of shame that maybe we still care or we still judge ourselves so harshly. And I think the book really helps uh, bring those conversations to light. I think it's fantastic. So where can people find out more about you? Well, you can go to kristenhiggins.com, and all my uh, social media links are there, and uh, a list of all my other books as well, and uh, you can buy Good Luck With That anywhere, including from my website. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Congrats on your book, Good Luck With That. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.